everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to be with you for another episode, and we're glad to have you in the house. Uh, glad to have you a part of our journey here as we talk about all things nonprofits. Uh, we do focus on strategy, leadership, and fundraising for nonprofits, and so happy to have you, happy to have you a part of this journey. I want to talk quickly about loving the process of fundraising. Now, the reason I want to address this particular topic is because as I think about my own origin story, I think about how much I did didn't like fundraising. And it was because of an observed experience that I saw uh, with my wife when she was working at a nonprofit and how fundraising was really treated as kind of that thing you do when you need to, where you treat grant writing, you treat fundraising as a thing that is an uh, 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 add-on to a job, right? And at the time, uh, I saw her staying late writing grants. And when I say stay late, I mean staying late, wee hours of the morning at the office writing a grant that's due, you know, early morning. And for whatever reason, it just freaked me out. And it was that experience that kind of turned me off to fundraising, grant writing, and the whole experience because I just thought that was normal. What I later learned, what I've later developed was a different type of relationship with fundraising that really saw fundraising as a pathway to strategizing differently for your organization. And so now, uh, as my career changed and evolved and my commitment to the nonprofit industry uh, significantly increased to include fundraising, uh, I treat it differently. And quite frankly, I treat it the same way I would any other planning process that I'm a part of. And so essentially, essentially, if you're going to love fundraising, if you're going to view fundraising as an important part of your job, if you are launching your nonprofit, if you're an emerging leader, if you're someone who is leading a mature organization, but you just don't see you know, the pathway forward, a clear pathway forward to raise money for your organization, I want to help you out with this, just three thoughts around how to rethink fundraising for your organization. So the first thing I would encourage you to think about, particularly when it comes to grant writing, is to make sure you're writing with purpose. So what's the reason? What's the motivation? What's the inspiration behind uh, your grant writing? And any any of the marketing materials that you're drafting, because at the end of the day, all of these things you're involved in, all these things you are engaged in, uh, require some sort of forward thought and thinking around strategy and planning for the communication of the goals that you and your organization are seeking to accomplish. So what's the purpose you're writing for? Whether it's the kids, it's the youth, it's the parents, it's the families, the seniors, the senior citizens, returning citizens, domestic violence survivors, the veterans, uh, the community at large, et cetera, et cetera. There has to be a motivating purpose that keeps you moving. Now, when you find out that motivating purpose, you have to begin to articulate that purpose on paper. You have to write that purpose. You have to articulate it through the written word. And when you start to see a connection between the passion and the purposes that drives you, that drives your organization and how it can show up in a particular product, such as your grant application, such as your marketing material, such as your relationship building processes and strategies, it then changes the way that you pursue fundraising. And so in, in, in with a particular focus on grant writing, you begin to write with that purpose in mind. What's the motivation? 
that's driving our organization, that's driving our board, that's driving our stakeholders to make the changes, to suggest the changes, to lead the changes that we're writing about and working towards so hard. So start to change the way you write. Start to focus on the purpose uh, that drives the organization and begin to articulate that on paper with every grant application. Secondly, if you're going to start loving fundraising and the fundraising process for your organization, you're going to have to continue to think about your customer. Now, with this particular tidbit, again, this is all about communicating about your customer on paper so that the funder can hear and read about the customer. In many cases, your funder is well-educated about your customer. They've been studying your customer and their issues as well. So now you're putting yourself in position to talk about it and have a conversation with the funder through the form of a grant, through the form of a fundraising appeal with individual donors, through the form of a letter of intent or uh, or a request for uh, qualifications or a request for a proposal. All of those things, all those responses you're providing is an opportunity for you to talk about the customer you care so much about. There are so many of you that I've talked to in various uh, spaces and places where you talk about your customer and you have this type of connection with your customer and it's beautiful. One of the questions that you got to answer is, while it's great to have these off-the-cuff, unofficial conversations with people like me and others that are willing to give a listening ear, the question you got to answer is, do we do a good enough job uh, talking about our customers, reflecting about our customers in our, in our specific products and tools that we use to raise money. Now, a lot of people tend to turn to stories, and stories are a great way to talk about your customer, but they're not the only way you talk about your customer. You talk about your customer in, uh, as a group in your grant application. You talk about your customer in your mission statement. You talk about your customer in specific stories that you may release to the public. You talk about your customers in your social media posts. Maybe you're talking about your customers through legislation and all, all the other ways that you communicate about the work. Your customer shows up. So now when you start to think about the pain of fundraising sometimes and how it may frustrate you, perhaps you might want to think about, I'm doing this for the customer. I'm doing this so that we can provide the services that they need. I'm doing this because our customer, really without our organization and without even our competitors, they would be struggling and they would be in a much worse place. So we're here for a purpose. That goes back to point number one. And that purpose has to be tied to the customer, the one who essentially pays the bills. And I've said this in other podcasts, but it's worth saying again that when you think about your customer, they are worth a lot of money if you want to think about it in those terms. Because when they show up, that equates to grant dollars that are here and grant dollars that are to come. That's how you get paid for your, your work through grants. But more importantly, more importantly, they are people. They are individuals. They are souls that need attention and care. And because of the work that you do, the important work that you do, those people you serve, your customers, are able to get those services. And that is powerful. Can you make that connection to your fundraising? 
Can you utilize that as a motivating factor to get out there and sell, sell, sell? When I talk about sell, I'm talking about selling through the grant process, selling through the RFP process, selling through the LOI process, selling through the contracting process, selling through the partnership process, selling through the individual giving campaign process, selling through the event ticket process and the sponsorship process. It's about selling that passion and selling what motivates you. And perhaps for some of you that feel burnt out, If you could just take a moment to reflect on these two things, purpose and customer, perhaps we can reignite that passion for fundraising. Now, before I give you the third thing, I want to pause here and invite you to visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, that's drwilliampclark.com. At that website, you can find all types of tools and resources. And specifically, I want to encourage you to schedule a consultation with me. I want to encourage you to... Register for one of our upcoming workshops. I want you to download a book, watch a video, watch a podcast. Take advantage of all the resources we have available on our site. We've created them just for you. And I want you, the one who's listening to this podcast, to take full advantage of those resources. And we are here to help you raise money so that you can meet the specific goal, meet the mission of your organization. Go ahead and visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, that's drwilliampclark.com. Now, you're talking about loving the process of fundraising. We talked about two key points here, writing with a purpose and thinking about your customer. The third thing I want to encourage you is to remember when you're fundraising, remember that you're funding for a different future. You're pursuing funding for a different future. Now, this is important because a lot of nonprofit organizations don't think about themselves as trailblazers. In many cases, what I found is that a lot of nonprofits compare themselves to other nonprofits, and that's how they determine if they are trailblazing or if they're blazing a new path or if they are being strategic or if they're being innovative. And the reality is, if that's the competition, that you're measuring yourself up against, then you are actually measuring yourself up against a very low bar. In our industry, and with any industry really, when you're comparing yourself to others who are doing the same work, that bar remains very low as long as you are looking at each other as the barometer of success. And what ends up happening is that as you look at other organizations and you're looking at what they're doing, all you're doing is to look at what can we do one step better, one thing better than them to create innovation, to win the next grant, to generate interest, to market and recruit better for our programs. And really, that's incremental growth. And what we're talking about, what I'm very interested in, is seeing each of you pursue uh, dramatic growth, radical growth. In order to do that, you're going to have to start looking at other barometers of success. And this will require you to look at customers, partners rather, uh, well, really not partners, but competitors that are in a different sphere, different, uh, a different business model or doing a totally different thing so that you can really pull yourself away from the low-level competition and really innovate at a higher level. Now, you're still going to have the basic competition with folks who are who have similar missions, serve similar customers, do similar work. And that's to be expected because the funders see you all as competitors. But internally, if you really want to innovate and you really want to turn a corner, you really want to think about ways to generate funding so that you can create a different future for your organization, a different future for your target community, and a different future for your customer, you're going to have to change who you're comparing yourself to and what you're uh, studying to advance the work. When you start to look at a different future and a different future state and start to get inspired by a different tomorrow, this changes how you pursue funding. 
Because the funding you're pursuing is really a stepping stone, a stepping stool for what's coming next. And if you continue that process, it will continue to be a propel, uh, a, a propulsion uh, mechanism that advances your thinking, advances your approach to solving age-old problems and solving problems that are emerging because of the changes that are happening in your community and with your customer. So chew on these three things when it comes to fundraising. I would encourage you to think about these things deeply and strongly process these things so that you can rethink your approach to fundraising. I want to see more of you loving fundraising and connecting the dots to fundraising uh, in your mind and to your work so that you can generate the revenue you need from the various sources who are looking to f- uh, support you. They're looking for you. They're trying to find organizations like yours. And so you got to make sure you're standing out and you're making those right connections. Now, before you go, one more thing. I'm going to encourage you. Visit me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, drwilliampclark.com. Schedule a meetup with me. Download a course. Take a course. Download a book. Take advantage of all the resources that we have. We have them available for you because we think you are the next great leader. And I want you to have some of our resources in your hand to make sure that you are trekking towards that particular goal. This is Dr. Clark. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.